Yeah, yeah, yeah. How we doing, everybody? Welcome back inside the lunch table, sitting down with my two favorite gentlemen. Nowhere else we either be. I would ask them how they're doing, but they're going to be mean to me today, so I'm going to start off being mean to them. Guys, we're coming <laughs> off a rough weekend. Uh, there was, well, I had a good Saturday night. My Saturday night was actually amazing. Um, Sunday was rough, though. Uh, we're going to start in the NFL, and we're going to talk about a lot of disappointing performances. And there's one place I would like to start, because the best way to attack a problem is getting out in front of it. And I'm going to start right here in Dallas, where we took on the Denver Broncos on Sunday and dropped an absolute egg. We played four quarters of terrible football. Um, we didn't get off the bus. Nobody showed up. Um, there was 53 guys on the roster, and Michael Parsons was the only one who made an appearance. Um, it was terrible in all three aspects of the game. We were just bad. It was embarrassing. It looked like we didn't care. And um, unfortunately, I had aspects being the one seed. Uh, we got some help from around the league, but the one seed doesn't take games off in the middle of the season and that's what my Cowboys did and so I would uh love to open it up to you gentlemen see what you guys have to say although I've got a feeling uh, I know what the conversation will include go ahead uh here I just want to I, I want to say one thing the <laughs> you can hear it in Calvin's voice I mean he just he he shot um was that was terrible yeah it, it was, was but it that was a t I mean that you know you can lose a football game and then you can like really lose a football game uh, Dallas, Dallas was down thirty to nothing at one point in the game. It's just embarrassing, man. It was demoralizing to, to a Broncos team that their first overall pick, Patrick Sertain, was out after the first quarter. Uh, at the end of the game, they had three offensive linemen out. I mean, it was it was. I mean, it was just scrapping together who can you know who can play football, and you lost to that I, at home. I, I don't know how you. I don't know how you come back from that. Listen, everywhere across the board, Dak Prescott played like garbage. You can look at the box score and you can look at his final his final stats, uh, but I want to just throw this out there. He was 8 for 23 at one point in the game with under 100 yards. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, the receivers were dropping balls, but he was also missing a ton of throws uh, that really could have put them ahead. Um, and then it, he ended up finishing 19 for 39 with 232 yards, an interception, and two touchdowns. Um, had a 24.1 QBR rating for ESPN <laughs> gave him. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater outplayed him. Yeah, there's no way around that. You know, Dak Prescott's getting, what, $70 million right now? Yeah. Um, that's not going to cut it. You can't do that. And, and then, obviously, they couldn't run the football. So, Tony Pollard had 11 yards for on four carries. <laughs> uh, and, and, and one of those carries was eight yards. So, the other three carries, he got three yards. That's not going to cut it. Uh, Mari Cooper was dropping footballs. Um, your leading your your leading receiver uh, was your tight end Dalton Schultz, which I think he's good, but that shouldn't be your leading nah, receiver. Beat, uh, yeah, we got a quite a few other weapons out there that uh, failed to show up. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I was I was really thinking that the Cowboys were going to come back, but after that blocked punt uh, and then the, the situation mm -hmm. that went down with that, uh, you, you know, sometimes sometimes the game just doesn't want you to come back and win, um, and that's what that was. So I got a little bit of good news, and it's going to transition me to my next topic. Um, the good news is, is it was one week. We are six and two. Like I said, we do play in the worst division in football, so it's not like we really have to worry about anybody breathing down our neck. The good news is, is we do rebound next week against the very poor Atlanta Falcons. And while we talk Yikes. about those Atlanta Falcons, uh, uh, let's talk about what they did this week. Uh, they had an interesting one, a little bit of a thriller, I'd say. It was a pretty good game. Uh, I, I don't even want to talk about it. I just want to hear what Mike has to say. Mike, tell me what how happened to your Saints on Sunday. Um, okay, a little bit of the same with the Cowboys. So, yeah, <laughs> the first part of the game, it looked like we just didn't want to play. I mean, 
we couldn't get nothing going. Um, our receivers were dropping because Trevor Simeon he didn't act he didn't actually play bad. Yeah, I was kind of no, impressed. I thought he played good. Yeah. yeah, he actually played good. We had a lot of receivers dropping wide open passes. You know? <laughs> we can't have that, and uh, we were running the ball not too bad, but we just couldn't stay on the field. They kept uh, we kept going three and out, and they kept capitalizing off of every opportunity. Our defense was playing really bad in the, in the early part of that game, and they started playing a little bit better down the stretch, but. Honestly, um, I don't know. It looked like they it looks like they um they underestimated Atlanta and, and Matt Ryan because they put together a game plan for us and they really executed. So I don't know. I guess they were just a better team. We'll play them again though, uh, one more time this season. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you completely shut them down on the run. I mean, if you look at their if you look at their box score, they got Mike Davis nine carries for 13 yards, Cordell Pallison nine carries, 10 yards. But I'm telling you, Matt Ryan, that secondary, just let him sit back there and rip you all to pieces. Um, Cordell yeah. Pallison, six grabs, a buck 26. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the good news for my Cowboys is they'll play a little bit more uh, balanced because we won't be able to stop the run as well as y'all did because y'all completely erased the run game. Like, this was uh, – they uh, there, there was no run game. I mean, none. Matt Ryan with the rushing touchdown was a snake. I mean, like, there was completely erased it. We won't do that. Hey, um, speaking of Cowboys secondary, man, what was going on with Trayvon Diggs? This, this uh, we can talk about overrated. That too. He um <laughs> overrated. overrated. Yeah, the 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 bait the bait shit got him punished on Saturday or Sunday, and it um it was a real kick in the nuts right off the jump of the game. He let uh well to to be honest, we we let their worst receiver absolutely tear us to pieces. The it was the the Patrick kid. It wasn't Jerry Judy. It wasn't your normal suspects. And this this kid, we we let this guy get hot in the first quarter, and he took Trayvon Diggs for an absolute ride for four quarters and that's something that's got to change because this if the secondary plays like it did against uh, Denver it's going to be damn near impossible for us to compete in very many football games if the offense plays like it does the good news with playing Atlanta is uh, Cordell Patterson Kyle Pitts maybe Russell Gage they don't have a lot of weapons so we should be able to come like next week should be a good momentum builder to carry down if we if we trip over our shoelaces next weekend, it's going to be time to uh, look at the end of the road. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the – you know, we, NFL was weird this last week because I think it was like, what, seven games uh, the underdog won if you're, if you're according mm. to Vegas, six or seven. What was the biggest shocker uh, this last week for y'all? Was it, the, was it oh. the Cowboys? What was the biggest shocker? Ah, those Jags and Bills, man. Yeah, let me tell you um, – <laughs> I, uh, I I took some stock in the Buffalo Bills. If we track back, probably all the way, probably the first week, it's probably episode one or two. Uh, we were getting ready, rolling into the season. I took some stock in the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen has been absolutely mid this season, gentlemen. There's no way around that. Um, right. The run game is nowhere to be found. It's absolutely non-existent. Like um, they they had nine rushes that weren't Josh Allen. Like nine. Right. That's it. <laughs> like that's insane. He threw the ball 47 times. Uh, 31 for 47, 264, no TDs, two INTs, got rot- roughed up by the other Josh Allen. Um, Jacksonville didn't play good. T-Law got banged up. And uh, I'm telling you, man, these Buffalo Bills are spinning. There's no yeah, that was, a, that was a really tough I, – I think that was the biggest loss of the week. The, the more shocking game uh, was how well Arizona played. Uh, that's yeah. what I think. Colt McCoy. Uh, well, you know how the, I'm, I told you that last night, that UT Moxie is just something else, man. They just carry it around. Uh, yeah, no. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, texted, I texted this to Calvin. I was like, you know, maybe it's about time that we give some kudos to Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, he's making he's making a statement saying that he should be coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Not, not having two of your top wide receivers and your starting quarterback 
Um, and playing a guy like Colt McCoy, not saying that he's a bad backup necessarily, but he's not just the best backup in the yeah, league. Yeah, he's, he's average. Uh, right. And he, he, you put him on any team, he's not starting. So the, the fact that – now, I don't think the 49ers are that great, but they're still a football team at the end of the day, right? So uh, I thought that they bounced back very well. No, if I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on the opposite side of the scale. I'm going to grill San Fran. San Fran, you, you were supposed to be a playoff team. This is embarrassing. Uh, Jimmy G, you got outplayed by Colt McCoy. This is embarrassing. This defense, this is embarrassing. Um, no one's hurt this year. Um, Nick Bosa's here. Fred Warner's here. Uh, the excuses are gone. I don't know what's happening in San Francisco, but you got you to gotta answer some questions. I, I agree with that, too. Because Kyle Shanahan's supposed to be coaching prodigy, you know what I'm talking about? This guy was the second coming of Christ when he left Atlanta, and well, he I'm, hadn't, he hadn't, he's had one good year. I agree. And, and that, and that's, and everything else has been underperforming. And granted, and the I'll bar is set reason, really high for him. But the other thing that's biting San Fran is uh, Robert Sala is in uh, New York. Robert Sala was their defensive coordinator. He was really yeah. good at what he does, and he's now yeah. the head coach. Yeah, he was doing a good job. I know that firsthand. Those games they played. <laughs> Yeah, he um, and I'm like I said, it was a good win for Arizona, but I was more just disappointed in the 49ers because man, I really expected this. I thought they would compete in this division. Granted, this division was going to be good. We knew that coming into the year, but with, with Seattle losing their quarterback, there was no reason the 49ers should be the worst team in this division. It's it's 100%. it's just disappointing. Which he comes back next week, by the way. Yeah, I'm a, a bunch of, He's sitting on my fantasy waiver wire because these guys are idiots. We're gonna go and slide him into my lineup. <laughs> Another one I want to talk about is um. Uh, while we're talking about underwhelming performances, let's talk about how awful Jordan what Love was on Sunday. Um, Green Bay, this kid is not your future. Uh, you played the worst team in football and you scored seven points. Or I said the okay, worst not team the worst in football. Team in the football. worst defense in football and you scored seven points. Uh, it's not going to get much better from here. Um, <laughs> I, I am impressed with Kansas City. You did stop the run yesterday. It looked like you actually wanted to play defense for probably the first time all season. And um, you needed to win and you did. Uh, it was it was it was not pretty Kansas City um well the thing that the Packers have going for them is the Packers defense is very good and, and yeah it is they I are the reason is. why they are seven and two and not uh and, and not five and four or four and five or whatever it is so and I mean, there's no Jerry were, Alexander on this team I mean they're they're stepping right. they're getting guys to step up um Kevin King was a laughing stock of Twitter last season he is a making his way back into a respectable football yes. player yes. and he's, he's yeah, going on definitely. a redemption tour and I mean they Green Bay, you should be pissed off at Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this is a win. Um, you're eight yep. one. This is a win. Yep. Um, if Aaron Rodgers plays, this is probably a blowout, and we are on this show grilling Kansas City. But instead, right. you scored. Um, that draft pick you traded for Jordan Love looks real dumb right now because this was not it. You moved up for this kid. Um, I don't and not know to mention, not to mention, it ended up ruining the relationship between yeah. Green Bay and, and Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, you really shut yourself in the foot twice with that. This, uh, I, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand the pick whenever, uh, whenever they drafted him. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't ever really a big fan of Jordan Love, uh, but then I. Granted, it, this is his first game, but he was just missing throws that he shouldn't have missed. Like in the oh, NFL, you, you can tell the pressure was throws. grilling him. He Absolutely. was sweating in his boots. Like you could see the pit stains through that dark green jersey. He was doing him no favors because they. You could tell he was shaking in his britches. Hey, another Mike, one. Hold on, ahead. Mike. Real, real quick. Uh, you may be touching on this, Kevin. I want to get Mike's uh, response from this because I know that he was grilling uh, uh, Tennessee for not having Derrick Henry. They ended up winning yesterday to arguably a top five team in the league. They beat them twenty eight to sixteen. They beat yeah, the Rams. I saw that. What did you? I mean, what did you take away from that? I mean, um, I guess Stafford. Stafford didn't really. 
I mean, he played well, but he didn't really play all that great. I mean, he turned the ball over twice, two interceptions, and Tennessee was able to capitalize. Um, they still, I mean, Tennessee just first downs, time of possession. Tennessee looked like they just had a better diet. <laughs> Their defense I mean, held them. They got the after. Game. They got after that's Stafford five. They sacked Stafford five times, bro. That that's that is the red line of this game. The thing that really matters that you got to yep. highlight. This Los Angeles Rams offensive line was absolutely atrocious last yeah, night. Yeah, um, five times. I can't. They made that. they made some Tennessee Titan guys who um, were just guys turned into household names after last night because they were they they couldn't block anybody. It was it was atrocious. I don't know what happened, but um, Matt Stafford threw back to back picks. Um. A guy I told y'all about last week that when you talk about again, Kevin Bayard, um, like I said, first team all pro, this guy's a lock. He's having an absolute hell of a season. Another pick yesterday, and he just keeps turning it in. He's leading this defense. This Tennessee defense is just, a, I mean, uh, they go where Kevin Bayard takes them. They're, they're an explosive group. He's vocal. He's dominant, and they love him on that team. Unanimous captain, and he showed it why last night. They, um, this game was over after the second quarter. Um, Los yep. Angeles had no momentum, and it was weird because we've seen this Rams offense explode for, what, yep. seven weeks, uh, and they had nothing last night. Um, Cooper Cup did his thing with the 10 grabs, but only 95 yards. I think this Titans defense, I, they, they, they were comparable last night. You know, I was impressed. I really was. My, my takeaway from it was whenever the back-to-back picks, it bugged me that Stafford threw that ball because – what do you? I understand that you're about to get sacked in the end zone. That's safety, yada yada yada. <laughs> but what the hell was ding, he ding, doing? Ding. And then, and then, literally minutes later, throws a absolute terrible ball. He stared down his receiver the entire time, pretty much. <laughs> How you a don't see the defender, and then b you still you stare him down. You're listen. In the NFL, eyes of the quarterback is everything. It's everything. Yeah. So, especially whenever they're playing, especially like with the safeties, they're watching your eyes and they're seeing. And that's why uh, you you see quarterbacks they look to the left, but they already know where they're going. They're going to the right, but they're going to look off that safety so he doesn't come over there to that receiver uh, to to come down or to carry him upfield or whatever. Stafford played. I I think that Stafford played awful yesterday. Yeah, he I, definitely. I, Went back to those Detroit Lion ways. I know that he had 294, which isn't saying much because they, all they do is throw the ball. He threw the ball almost 50. Right. 50 <laughs> That's what I was about game. to say. <laughs> well, the run was dead. They couldn't block anybody. <laughs> right. Oh, they could. Yeah. Matthew Stafford uh, had almost as many uh, had almost as many rushing yards as Sony Michelle. That's pretty. That's mm. pretty piss poor to me. Um, <laughs> and Matthew Stafford is not. He's not a Lamar Jackson. Hell, he's just like Kirk Cousins. I'll tell you guys. Um, while we keep on the track of disappointing performances, um, there was one guy who once again come back from a deficit. And uh, I love the way that this team finds a way to win games. And it's a game that one of our guys right here probably watched pretty close. And it is the Baltimore Ravens and the Minnesota Vikings. Kat, <laughs> talk to us about um, Baltimore's way to get back in that ball game yesterday. Oh, they just have a better team. They have a better coach. They have better players. That's how they're able to come back in the games. I mean, if you if you look at it on the stat sheet and and – uh, all of that, then then Lamar didn't have a great game yesterday. He threw two interceptions, one there at the end where we could have uh, where we could have won. I was telling y'all, I hope we lose the game. Like, I didn't want to win the game. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, seventeen for twenty eight, one hundred eighty seven yards, two touchdowns, had a QBR of, of seventy one. Uh, Dalvin Cook rushed for one hundred and ten yards. Justin Jefferson got into the game. 
Uh, I really would have wanted uh, Thielen to get more targets than he did. <clears throat> he only got – he got seven targets, but um, you know how the, the whole conversation goes with Kirk Cousins not being able to throw a football. Um, yeah. But, but, but Baltimore <laughs> – give credit to Baltimore's defense. I mean, we were, we, we were leading pretty much the entire game, um, and, and they found a way to come back and, and do their thing. But, you know, when you've got, when you've got a guy that's, that's named Lamar Jackson uh, leading your offense, it's hard to bet against that. And uh, especially when he throws for 266 and then yeah. runs for 120. Like, well, you know, one there's, thing, there's, there's not much that you could do there. One thing I'll say about this Baltimore team is uh, I really like the fact my biggest problem with Lamar is the past couple of postseasons. If we, as we've seen the, the end of the games, it's kind of like, yeah, is this it? You know what I mean? When Derrick Henry ran all over them, he couldn't get him back into the game. San Diego, the four right. fumbles, and he couldn't get him back into the game. This season, we've seen the opposite. I mean, Detroit, they trailed late. Um, Colts, he had to get him back in it. Granted, he did get blown out by Cincinnati, but yesterday he had to get him back in it. The Raiders game, he got him back in it, and, of course, they lost. But uh, Kansas City shot it out with the Pat this year, and he was able to come out on that on top of that one. And right. I really do like the fact that he's able to win games in the end of the fourth quarter. That is new for Lamar Jackson. Guys, one more NFL game we got to touch on. What the hell happened to our Bengals on Sunday? Taken care of by Cats boy <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Oh, he, get he did not get, take, he did not get <laughs> taken care of. No, sir. Talk uh, to me, Cat. Baker Mayfield was 14. They only, he only threw the ball 21 times. Okay? You, you know, hey, you know what that lets you, Listen, you know what that lets me know? That lets me know when Nick coaches Chubb trust rushes me. for 100. Yeah, coaches do not trust Baker Mayfield. They yeah. don't trust Baker Mayfield. And here's how I even – they're making easy passes for him to be able to throw 14 of 21. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You still got to make the throw. Absolutely. Uh, Bengals played terrible yesterday. Absolutely I don't, terrible. They didn't even show up. I don't know what would happen in the NFL. Something was in the water or maybe all those damn COVID testing. I don't know what got to these guys, but like half the league just took unscheduled bye weeks. Yeah, I, I, and especially it, it was playing in Cincinnati. Um, rivalry, the, too. The mindset that Baker, rivalry. Right. The mindset that Baker Mayfield has now without Odell is good for the Browns, and it's good for it's good for Baker. I mean, if you look at last year without Odell, the last eight games, he was uh, Pro Football Focus had him at like what the number? I think he was the number one rated quarterback in the league, and that yeah, was that, that was against everybody, and that was when uh, Odell wasn't there. So glad the Browns moved off of him for for Mayfield for Baker's sake. Um, but I don't I don't know if you I don't. See, it's difficult because Baker Mayfield doesn't lose you games, but he damn sure doesn't win them either. Yeah, you, we've you know said what I'm saying? Before on this show. Ding, ding, ding. Right. So okay. I don't know if you can put somebody else in that same position and they do the same thing. Nick Chubb is phenomenal. He rushed for 140 yards yesterday and mm. had that long 70-yard little touchdown or that, that long run. So He's not even 100% either. He's still running about 85. So shout out to Nick Chubb. Real quick, uh, before we get off of the NFL, let's give us some little bit of inside knowledge. Um, OBJ wants to join the Seahawks. No clue why. I can't tell you that. Um, I will tell you guys. Hey, I have a problem. Are... I have a problem with that. Because Go ahead. Of... Tell me why. He said that winning is very important. Is is very important to him. And they're he not a playoff team. A they're gonna have to win out. They're not even a playoff team. And Russell yeah, they're... Russell Wilson doesn't even want to play for them anymore. To be honest, so they're why gonna have is... to win a lot of football? They're three and five right now. So I'm trying to I be agree wide receiver you. three. To be honest, he's going to be wide receiver three. Ding ding ding. Seahawks team. Hey, I I agree with Mike on this one. And unfortunately, all I can do is relay the information. Um, I will tell him that his Saints and the 49ers are both looking to do the waiver wire process the right way. Unfortunately, it doesn't sound like OBJ is going to play the 
the the part of uh, the waiver the wavy. So he's going to make things a little bit difficult on those teams. So I'd watch out for Seattle. Um, Deshaun Jackson is going to ink a deal with the Oakland Raiders. Same thing. Don't exactly can't tell you why. Don't know what he's thinking. Um, wants to live in Las Vegas, I guess. But he will be signed up. Uh, probably won't play this weekend. Probably look to see him next week. Good for Derek Carr. Um, filling the shoes Thank of God. a receiver. Yeah. Uh, but moving gears here, let's switch over to the league. Let's talk about, I guess we were talking about the league. Let's talk about the other league. <laughs> we'll go over to the NBA. And I want to start with Saturday night where um, there was some primetime magic that went on. Uh, talk to my them. Mavs. My <laughs> Mavs went ahead and took the Celtics. And um, at the end of the day, uh, we can talk about this jump shot all we want. But there's one thing you can say about this jump shot. It's fucking clutch, baby. It is. There's no way around that. I'm tired of it. There's four of them already. This man keeps ending ball games. The Celtics sent three of them towards my baby bird, and they couldn't stop him. He ended the ball game. He was phenomenal. Um, 33 points, nine rebounds, five assists. The MVP campaign is on track. Let me tell you, my Mavs keep playing bad basketball and keep winning ball games, and I absolutely love it. We're six and three early. That's a great spot to be in. Um, <laughs> KP put in 21 points on Saturday, gentlemen. I don't know if y'all saw that, but uh, he played comparable basketball. I was I, 12 I for 21. Yeah, now granted he took a lot of shots, Cass, but I'm better with him making as long as he scores points. I mean, I'm okay with the shot no, selection. Porzingis and, shot seven for 13, actually had a good game. Uh, your, your baby bird boy over there, 12 for 21, 35 minutes, eight, five and for 10. All for that matters is the last one went in. And I want to give a love to all those people on Twitter who posted those stupid pictures of Jason Tatum over the summer while my boy Luca was smoking on his hookah and said, uh, work pays off or hard work never quits. Whatever the caption was, well, uh, Baby Bird sent him packing and he'd do it again any other day of the week. Um, I absolutely love it. My Mavs are hot right now, gentlemen. How do we feel about my Mavs? Not, co uh, not confident at all, honestly. Like you said, y'all still playing bad basketball. Y'all just, just <laughs> keep winning games, baby. Win a couple of games, but I mean, if y'all want to string together some wins and get a good CD, y'all y'all definitely gonna have to address some of the issues that are going on. Man, yeah. if you you want to if you want to make the run in the playoffs, um, you're gonna have to figure out a way uh, for other people besides the guy that's ding, named ding, Luca ding. to to get some points. Right now, your second talk to me, your second best player. Uh, on the team is is absolutely not KP. Jalen uh, Brunson, I thank it, you. Yes. I, I would say it's Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson has been playing great. Um, um, shout out to THJ. That was disrespect to Tim Hardaway. Uh, you're just being a little too inconsistent for me. Um, Jalen Brunson's playing some really good defense this year, too. So, uh, shout out to THJ, though. Uh, we need you to come back. Please, score some points. No, that's it's not disrespect. That's not disrespect. It's uh, Buddy has not been playing well this year, so I'm not going to give him any flowers for it yet. Uh, do I think that he's capable of it? Absolutely. Um, he, he showed last year that he was capable of it. But, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Celtics are in a mess right now. The fact yeah. that, by the way, the fact that the Celtics are looking in to trade for Ben Simmons. Yeah, let's talk about they, that, too. They would have to get rid of Brown. Yes. I saw that. So um, I'll tell us, let's talk about Daryl Morey real quick. Um, go inside that trade. Daryl Morey's being very egoist or egotistical about Ben Simmons. He will take nothing but a complete package. Um, I don't know what's going on with Brad Stevens, but it sounds like we're having GM jitters in Boston. He picked up the phone Sunday morning and call. You never want to call Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey is the last person you ever want to call. You always want to let that man call you first because anytime you call him, he's going to scheme you. He has no intention of playing fairly. And Brad Stevens called him. And we'll see how that plays out, but it does sound like Daryl Morey will take nothing more than Jalen Brown. And it doesn't sound like Daryl Morey's interested in Jason Tatum. That's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. 
Um, New Orleans, the Zion, the Zion rumor is back alive. I don't know if it has any real meat to it, but uh, NBA reporters keep throwing their weight behind it. So I'd watch out for Boston to maybe get active around the trade deadline. Guys, I'll tell us. Let's. We got to talk about another one. Uh, Mike, your Lakers. Saturday. Uh, <laughs> I've got LeBron out for one to two months with this real injury that he decided to lie to us about. We appreciate him and Aaron Rodgers playing into the Lion Colt. They're doing their thing. Mike, right. how are you feeling about two months without Braun? That could only be a month. I'm being well. If we're going off of how they play Saturday night, I'm not feeling very good at all. Talk I mean, to me, dog. Talk to we're me. terrible. Defense terrible. We couldn't shoot the. <laughs> we couldn't shoot three. We're nine for thirty-two from behind the line. Terrible. Westbrook terrible. Um, twenty-nine points. I mean, twenty-nine minutes, eight points. That's terrible. <laughs> One um, for thirteen. <laughs> Holy moly! Ter- only scored, only scored his points because he went to the freaking free throw line. And the one shot that he made, by the way, was a three. Hey, we played. That was the most embarrassing loss. It was even more embarrassing than twenty-six point lead blown in Oklahoma. Like that was. This was a, a terrible game to watch. I mean, it looked like the air was out of the bag with this team. Um, <laughs> I don't know, and they're going to be missing Bron for one to two months. So they have to, they have they to come together and, and decide: are they going to, they're going to try to, you know, salvage this season or what? I'm having PTSD to Bron's first year in LA when he got hurt with the what was it, the, the groin, I think it was, and he missed all that time. And by the time he got back, he couldn't get him into the playoffs. This team does not have that excuse. Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, um, Melo, the guys on this team, you do not have that excuse. Uh, you have got eight. Hey, I'm sorry, AD. If you're hurt, if, if 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 the news comes out that Anthony Davis is hurt, I'm probably gonna blow up on Wednesday. Like it, no, it's, it's, he, he's it was a stomach illness, is what they exactly. said. Exactly. That's why I didn't even and, touch on that because that's this man. I, I, we need JD. This is your moment. Step up. Be an MVP. Be an MVP. Yeah. AD. That's what we need from you in these. I'm gonna be like Charles Barkley in a few weeks, man. If he comes out hurt again, I'm gonna be like Charles Barkley. I'm gonna change his name to Anthony Street Clothes Davis because he's Street never, Davis. <laughs> never yeah. in a uniform. He's hey. always in his regular street clothes and his 2K in his 2K My Park attire. So that hey. sounds so. If at any point during the one to two months, if Anthony Davis joins Braun for a long stretch of time, we will be changing his name officially on the show to Street Clothes. He will have lost. He will have lost the title of AD. He'll be flipping hey, over listen, to Street Clothes. Listen, to facts. Did y'all see y'all y'all see Braun Braun on his phone on the bench during the game? Yeah, he's he's texting everybody. He's yes. trying to make some moves. <laughs> Hey, Russell Westbrook, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's still in the Lakers jersey by the uh, All-Star break. Hey, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, I'd be surprised if he's still in an NBA jersey by the All-Star the, break. Listen, the prob- the, here's the problem with it. Who the hell – okay, let me let me take that back. Okay, for Who would trade for uh, Ben Simmons? That's beyond oh, me. Oh, Ben but, Simmons? No, no, no. I, what I'm saying is, is he has no like, – I don't know, like, what's his trade value? It's nothing. But same no. thing for Ben Simmons. He I'll also tell doesn't you, have a trade value either. What you need to do with Westbrook is you need to flip Westbrook to someplace like OKC who will take the salary mm-hmm. dump because that's what you need to do. you got to dump the salary. And the moment you dump him for salary, you dump Ticket two sales. or three more of those bad, like, contracts that you signed with those veteran minimals that aren't working out, a.k.a. Kent Bazemore. And now, of course, OKC will just cut him but you don't care. And what you get OKC to send you back is one of those young guys that they don't want because they have too many of them. And Josh OKC Giddy. knows that. Uh, maybe not that one. They're, they're not giving up. On I don't think one. they'll give them up. Yeah. No, they're they're going to give not, up somebody off the back of the bench. And then and then you can start working at maybe trading your picks from three or four years in advance like LA has to do. But I don't see – there's no way they get out of Russell Westbrook and feel good about it. Um, I'll tell you guys, uh, let's talk about Brooklyn real quick. Um James Harden, ugh, 
I don't know if the weekend was good, but the weekend was not bad. In Toronto, we had 28, 10, and 8. We were back on pace. Uh, KD's doing his thing, gentlemen. I mean, it's another 30-point game, seven assists, MVP. seven rebounds. Yeah. MVP. It might be time to slap that champ behind KD. And the other thing about KD is ain't a doubt in my mind about if KD is healthy. Like, this man is showing up night in, night out. Um, He looks good. Working. Clocking yeah, in. He is punching his shot. looks smooth. Um. Real quick, we can talk about Philly while we're on the Ben Simmons topic. They are down all five of their starters for the foreseeable week. We got Joel Embiid going on the COVID list. We've got Tobias Harris joining him and Marcus Dysboy as well. So that'll put all five of the Sixers starters on the injured list. Guys, um, tell me, who do we think is going to win the East? Do we think this is Brooklyn? Milwaukee. Milwaukee? Milwaukee just – I'm gonna say that four and six start doesn't shake you. It makes hey, me but I'm, shaky. I'm still locked in, bro. I'm, okay. I'm still locked okay. in. Who do you have, the Knicks? Uh, no, no, no. If if you're asking me right Heat. now, I think Miami's probably the best bet. Um, this is a great team. Tyler Hero is a lot for six man of the year. This kid is. Uh, I mean, he wanted to be talked about with Baby Bird. He's not there yet because what Baby Bird does now is he clutch too, baby. Ain't no way around that. <laughs> hey, he are you definitely... still are you still out on uh Chicago or are you still are you getting behind that? Um, Chicago, I'm telling you, they're gonna win a lot of regular season God, games. You're a hater. Oh, not enough, not enough to be the one gosh. seed because I'm. Cad, tell me what I'm missing on this team. Who's the best player, and why are they better than somebody else's best player? Hey, listen, spell it out for me, okay? H a t e r, hater. Listen, <laughs> Demar DeRozan. Listen, man. tell me why. Tell me why. Hey, oh, Demar. Okay, okay. But, uh, Demar. I mean, given it was a little bit ago, but I wanted to bring it up. I just forgot. He gave he gave your Utah. It was this was on October 30th. He gave your Utah Jazz, bro. He gave him 32 points. He did. He did. But let's talk about what happened the last time we saw them. If we go to the Philadelphia game, he um, also gave him work. He also gave him work two days ago. He gave <laughs> Utah work two days ago. Mm-hmm. The entire Miami team gave. Well, sorry, I'm talking about Miami. If you're talking about the Bulls, yeah. We'll uh, talk- Talk oh, about, let's talk about Saturday. We want to talk about the Bulls because this is a great chance to talk about it because Joel Embiid put on an MVP performance when he played Chicago. <laughs> yeah, but you said that they're going to run into problems with guys with uh, size. They can't defend it. You said that at the beginning. Uh, no, of the- wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. Let me pull up this box score. If I'm not mistaken, I think they lost to Joel Embiid list Sixers. Oh, I don't yeah, think Joel did. Embiid played. No, yeah, he didn't. He dropped yeah. 30. No, on Saturday? Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. He, yeah, he dropped, dropped 30. He dropped 30. He just, I don't know why he the box score play. Okay. just went on I'm the tripping. thing. I'm tripping. Yeah, the so, box yeah. score is set up weird, but yeah, he dropped 30. Here's, listen, here's why, here's why I like the Bulls, because A, they have fun, number one. Okay, and, and you that. can you can visually see that, and that that that's a big part, especially yeah, if you have guys. Yeah, glad the YMCA, having fun. Zach Levine had 32 points in that game. But look. that's what I was oh, about to bro, say. I don't care about Zach Levine and his scoring in the regular season. He did that in Minnesota and lost a bunch of games, too. Listen, listen, but this is not Minnesota. You've got guys. LaMelo Ball, is, LaMelo Ball is the best passer, best assist man outside of um, uh, LeBron in the league. But LeBron oh, yeah, I was, about to, I was about to cut right here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, he's going to give you a cool 20, 25 a night if – if they can get a little bit more help off their bench, if they can actually have more than just three or four guys come off the bench and play, LaMelo and Zach Levine do not need to be playing 38 minutes every single night. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. They, they, can't, they can't do that, especially with uh, the, the, in, the inefficiency of Zach Levine. Shot three of 10 from three, ding, ding, uh, ding. 12 of 26. They had a bad game against the 76ers. I don't like them to win the East. 
Uh, but I do oh, like no, them as a top four team hey, in the East. I'll give you, I'll give Chicago love for the regular season. If we're talking about in the playoffs with the right matchup, I'll take them to lose in the one in the in the first round. I'd probably put money on it. Demar Derozan is not a closer in the playoffs. I've never seen what Zach Levine is, but I'm willing to bet you he's not a closer in the playoffs. Um, who else is on this team? Uh, Alex Caruso is not going to close. Lonzo Ball is not going to. When it comes to push, comes to shove. I do not like this team in the playoffs. The regular season, though, they could definitely win fifty games. That would not surprise me. If I look Listen, up and see them, I want to harp on your sorry jazz. No, whoa, whoa, whoa! My back to what I was. Jazz? Back only... to what I was. Back to what I was saying earlier. I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about the Heat. No, uh, back ahead. to what I was saying earlier. They they gave them work. The Heat gave them work. Um, it was a close game throughout the entire game. Uh, but it, Miami is good. I mean, Miami is really, really, yeah. really good. PJ Tucker. Uh, is is a great veteran guy that's going to play hard defense every single night. You got Jimmy Butler that dropped 27. Uh, you had Kyle Lowry that dropped 20. Bam Adebayo dropped 17. Um, and then you've got somebody like Tyler Hero coming off the bench, dropping 29, um, getting starting getting starting minutes. You, this Utah team does not look does not look just the just the best. Donovan Mitchell put in his work though. Uh, Okay, let's answer the question. This game is real simple why they lost. Uh, Miami shot 52% from behind the three-point line, and the Utah Jazz shot 33% from behind the the three-point line. If Utah hits a couple more shots, Donovan Mitchell put on a clinic. There's no way around that. He had 37 in that game. He did his thing. My only issue, though, is Bam Adebayo, the knock on Bam Adebayo is big centers dominate him. Rudy Gobert, que donde es, papa? You were nowhere to be found on Friday night. Uh, eight points and eight rebounds. You got manhandled by Bam Adebayo. You got absolutely man. This man had 17, six and six and put on his name for the all-star ballot while you're sitting up with the TNT crew getting lit up by Chuck and Charles. Hey, if y'all didn't, if y'all didn't know, if y'all didn't know, Calvin speaks uh, Espanol. Yeah, sorry about that. I, Rudy Gobert just has me ruffled, man. That one really bugged me because I agree. I, I highlighted that game on Friday and Rudy Gobert, the regular season is supposed to be your time. And it, it was not your time, big dog. There's no way around that. And I agree with Kath. Miami is a good basketball team. I think I think they're my pick to win the, the East in the regular season. Um, in the postseason. Honestly, I have something to say about that. Oh, I can't wait for that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and yeah, the, the postseason, I was about to say. Miami's going to be a tough beat now granted they have that they might have that mental edge over Milwaukee Milwaukee will definitely have to come in and, and talk to them because and then with Book- who's guarding Giannis though like that's yeah. the thing in the east who, who the hell is gonna guard Gian- yeah oh yeah they lost him yeah that is yeah PJ Tucker will definitely be Miami's he put on a clinic on he put on a clinic against uh KD, KD. last year a couple mm-hmm. in a couple of games nice. And, um, well, but uh, to hate to break it to you, Brooklyn's going to have the same issue. Brooklyn has absolutely no one who can play defense. Right. Like, Brooklyn's going to ask KD to p- score 40 to guard, points a playoff game. And, and then to the guard Giannis. Yeah. Right. right. And that's, that is, that's a tall ask. Um, yeah. Tyler Hero is his fan of the year. He's putting his name down. No, nah, th- there's no one else that can even make that argument right now. The fact that he's not starting is just because they want to kind of be like, ha, ha, ha. Like that team nah, is he, so deep that Tyler Hero has to come off the bench. It's insane. Hey, nah, I know Ginobili did it for years, man. Exactly. Yep. I'm telling you, hey, if Tyler Hero can make a crap. Now, granted, I think Tyler Hero has too much of an ego to be the Jamal Crawford, Lou Will type of guy. I now, think the only problem point, is, is that doesn't get you on the uh, NBA 75. Yeah. Player. It doesn't even matter if you win four championships. That doesn't. 
I think I think that ego will kick in just a little bit. Guys, real quick, we have to talk about a team that we have been absolutely A-plus with. Everybody on the show took them. We had a lot of love for them at the regular season, the Golden State Warriors. Klay Thompson has not returned for this basketball team. They are 8-1. and one. They find a way to win almost every single night. Jordan Poole was great over the weekend. They yes. absolutely manhandled the Hornets, who are coming out. Granted, the Hornets have started the roll a little bit, but they did still have a little bit of steam when they came in to play them. And, like, Golden State took care of them, and I'm impressed with these Warriors, gentlemen. How do we feel about our fan favorite Golden State? I think you owe um, Steve Kerr an apology. I do. Damn straight I do, actually. Michael, that's another good one. We put a lot of pressure on Steve Kerr to deliver, uh, and, and unlike Steve answered. Nash, he has absolutely picked up the phone and said, hello, my name is Steve Kerr, and this is my lineup, and he slammed it back in our face because he didn't give a damn what we had to say. Frank Vogel needs team. to take some notes. Yes, Thanks. yes. Ding, ding, Thanks. ding. Um. The rotation is great. They're getting hot guys in and out. He's keep um, Jordan Poole is basically hot because Steve Kerr is using him like a puppet. It is beautiful, yep. and I love it. I love it. I love it. That was a great call by Mike. They're deep, and the great thing is that you never know who's he going to play off the bench. Some nights it's Gary Payton the second. Sometimes it's Damian Lee. It could be Kevon Looney. Sometimes Andrew Wiggins is playing 30 minutes. Sometimes Pause, pause, playing. pause. Wait, wait, wait. I want to give a shout out to Gary Payton's defense. Holy yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. That's genetic. I mean, you remember the his kid- pops. Yeah, yeah, yes, that was. Oh. The it's in the blood. It's in the blood. I'm listen, telling you. Listen, the kid can guard anybody on the floor and makes A-B-G. them look foolish. Anybody can look... get it. <laughs> so, I love what the Warriors are doing. Uh, hey, I'm they're... telling you, and they're not even. And that's, back, they're not even healthy. Home. I'm telling you, when Clay Thompson gets back, you better stay home. Don't even show up to play this team. They're going to run you out the damn building. Uh, they're going to swing. They're going to move the ball so much that most teams are going to be out of gas. Like, it's going to be 2015, 2016 Warriors all over again. They're and even, Clay Thompson's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. Hey, and let me yep. tell you, the difference between this Warriors and the old Warriors team is this Warriors team is incredibly small and incredibly athletic. That old team was a little bit more longer back when they used the big body screen and roll. That's not this yeah. team's MO. It's straight pass and cut. It's incredible fast movement um and the thing that i love about this warriors team is we've seen games where steph has not been great and they haven't been a question about who's going to win the game against against your lakers i mean they played a bad rockets team but still steph only had 20 points it was jordan Poole's game i mean that that's what i like to see when clay thompson comes back they're going to be even better like i said (laughs) y'all better stay home don't (laughs) even show up it's going to be this team i i I think they're the lock to win the west gentlemen So like I said, um, I really do think Golden State's just off to a hot start right now, guys. I think they're going to be my take to win the West. Uh, I'd love to open up for you guys. Do we see somebody else maybe rivaling Golden State in the West? Maybe a Utah, maybe a Phoenix? Uh, yeah, no, I don't think anybody's going to – I don't think anybody's really rivaling them right now. Um, I want to push back on your uh, your pick, uh, Calvin, your garbage nuggets. Um, oh, and not then, garbage, and not garbage. Even, even more of a garbage player, Michael Porter Jr., um anyways but yeah I, I had a real problem i i continue to have a problem with him you know there's just like he's bad uh and Jokic did his thing uh against the rockets against the bad rockets yes it was a close game but Jokic dropped 28 mm-hmm. um, and he was he, he was mad that the offense runs through him he's pretty daggum efficient <laughs> if you ask me nine for 15 that sound pretty good to y'all yeah uh, yeah okay okay well, um let me uh elaborate on my nuggets because that is a good point and uh I am right now in a little bit of a deflect time with my nuggets as we do struggle out the gate. Um, we, Michael Porter Jr. is being really inconsistent. Of course, he was inconsistent last year. Um, Jamal Murray makes up for that and hit it a little bit. 
But I need Michael Porter Jr. to be consistent if this Nuggets team has anything to be what I hoped it would at the beginning of the season. Um, I don't know if the plan is just to mail off all of the basketball games until Jamal Murray gets back, but that's not that's not a very good strategy. No. Um, I I just Jamal if Jamal Murray continues to be a problem in the locker room, this this Denver team has a couple of problems in the locker room. They've got a couple guys in the back of the bench, aka um, their biggest one on Twitter is Bobo right now, who are making some noise about not getting minutes and the way that Mike Malone's handling the rotation. If that's the way my Nuggets continue to go, I'm going to have to sell my stock. I'm not out on them yet, though. Just give us some time. We're still trying to put the pieces together. Maybe Dallas. I I love my Mavs, but that's a a stretch for us to win that many ball games. I think Golden State – Y'all are third right now. Y'all are third in the West. I mean, it's it's Golden State, Utah, then y'all. Let's talk about these Mavs games, though. There's a lot of these – a lot of these games where you look at them and it's like, we won, but at what cost? Right. You know what I mean? Like the, the the and there's a couple of games. Let's go over the couple of the L's. Um, the the Nuggets game we weren't even in. There's no question about it. The Atlanta game we weren't even in. That's not let like, no question about it. The Miami game we weren't even in. There's no that's three. That's all three L's. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's my concern with my mm-hmm. Mavs. We're go, we're gonna beat enough people off of Luca alone. I don't know if we're gonna beat enough people to be the one seed. I do think Utah is gonna win enough games to compete with the Warriors if Donovan Mitchell can stay healthy. I need Donovan Mitchell to stay healthy. That's a big one. Guys, real quick, got to give some love to my dude. He did it again over the weekend. Uh, Paul George, 20 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Don't need to talk about the shooting number. All we know is he's putting up a triple-double as the Clippers are above 500, gentlemen. They're five and four. Five and four. Congratulations. Seventh in the terrible West. (laughs) Paul George's willing wins. Do we have any love for my man playoff P? Are we just going to keep giving him heat? Nah, man. 20 points doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. Oh, we need more? <laughs> okay, we need more. <laughs> yeah, we need a little bit. Hey, that, that's not going to do it for me, man. Um, I real quick, I want to talk about uh, – this is kind of an interesting point that's kind of going around Twitter right now, and I think we need – I, I want to address it. Do we think the East is better than the West this year, gentlemen? Yes, a, yes. definitely. Give me a take and let me give, me give me some elaboration. Defend your take as well. We'll go all three and get this one on record. Um, my Lakers are throwing my my Lakers are throwing up a duck so far this season. So um, I don't know that that was that was like going to be the powerhouse of that was supposed to be the powerhouse of the West, but yeah. And then the, and then the, the Phoenix Suns have felt have fallen off. They were a powerhouse too. So it's just like dang, a lot of the top teams have really fallen off, and I don't know. It looked like the Warriors are trying to take back over the West, man. So <laughs> it looks like that's what's going on in the West. Same thing, Kev. Uh, yeah, who who in the West is a good basketball team besides the Golden State Warriors? Like a complete basketball team. Nobody. I'll just answer it for you. Nobody. <laughs> um, you look in the East, 76ers are, in, are, are, are first right now. They're 8-2. and two. Uh, They're okay. You look at, then you've got Miami. You've got Brooklyn. You've got Washington, Chicago. Cleveland's even shocking a couple of people. And obviously, you've got Charlotte and Milwaukee. Those teams that I just named right there could beat uh, – a Dallas or a Phoenix or a Denver and, and then especially your bottom teams too. I mean, you have two teams that have won one game all year. Mm-hmm. That's New Orleans and Houston. Um, I guess same thing over there in Detroit, but I, I, this, this is interesting. You know, this is, this is the first year that the East has been significantly better and deeper uh, than because usually, you know, especially when LeBron was over in the East and Cleveland and, uh, in Miami, it was kind of just them, and that was it. And then maybe mm-hmm. somebody else would give them a, a run for their money or whatever. But but now you've got six, seven teams that uh, could beat almost every team in the West on any given night besides Golden State. 
So real quick, um, I'm going to walk us. Let's walk through the East, and I think this will do it all for us. Um, let's talk about teams that we think can win playoff basketball games. Miami Heat, there's no question about it. The Brooklyn Nets, no question about it. The yep. Philadelphia 76ers, same thing, no doubt. Uh, Milwaukee, rating it title, there's no doubt. The Chicago Boston Celtics. Bulls. Hold up, we're getting there. The Boston Celtics, two stars, no reason you can't win playoff games. The Chicago Bulls, loaded, salary cap to the max, no reason you can't win playoff games. The Washington Wizards with Spencer Didwitty, that's one that we don't talk about a lot on the show because uh-huh. I don't like the basketball they play. Montrez Harrell's come to life. Uh, Kuzma is inconsistent, but Bradley Beal, if Bradley Beal can stay healthy, the Washington Wizards, another one you can add to the mix. The New York Knicks, guys, come on. I mean, this defense is nasty. There's no way around that. Um, Charlotte Hornets, uh, start of the season, LaMelo Ball looked like an MVP candidate. Miles Bridges, Uh he's going to give Tyler Hero that run for most improved player. There's no doubt around that. Guys, that's nine teams right there. Atlanta, too. You can even throw Atlanta in there. That's what I'm saying. Uh, You could add Atlanta. You could add Indiana. You could add... I don't know how I feel about him this early. Maybe Cleveland, Colin Sexton just went out for a long time, and I feel yeah. like that's actually going to help them more than it is going to hurt them. I so agree. We'll see. But I'm I'm telling you guys, if we go back out west, um, if we Golden talk State, about that's playoff it. basketball, Golden State can win playoff games. Um, Utah can win playoff games. Dallas. A lot of these teams are unproven. Dallas is unproven. Uh, the Grizzlies unproven. No, no Kawhi, Clippers, unproven. Uh, no Jamal Murray, Nuggets. They won a series last year. Uh, Los Angeles can't. See, Los Angeles can only because of LeBron. Yeah, uh, I was about to say, the Lakers definitely can win a playoff series because of LeBron. Um, the Trailblazers, I'm worried about Dame, guys. I really am. Uh, so am I, I. Don't, I don't know what's going on out there. We'll probably talk more about that on Wednesday. But I'm, I'm starting to get worried about Dame. Um, the Pelicans... I thought the Pelicans were going to be a playoff team, guys. I thought they were going to be tolerable until Zion got back. This team is terrible. I mean, I'm I mean, just, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. Um, apparently, Zion's fat again. Um, the the locker room's out of control. I don't know. Um, Brandon <laughs> Ingram's upset again. It's like it's just terrible. It's a terrible run, terribly organization, ran organization. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, it's um, just terrible. Well, you know, the same people who run the Saints run the Pelicans, and they say that they always um. Well, you know, because it's very, it's very fa- it's, it's like a lot of favoritism. They put the Pelicans on a bag burner. Right? I, I like that. That's something we don't talk about that nobody talks about enough. Um, Correct. The only reason why the Pelicans actually stayed where they stayed was because David Stern went on his hands and knees and begged the uh, remind me the name of the family that owns the Saints, Mike. I can't Vincent. think of it. Something. Yeah, went up to those guys and they begged them. They offered him that $400 million cheap tax and said, please, 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 please buy this basketball team. And they were like, yeah. I guess. And that's the Pelicans. Like, that's AD, Chris Paul, all the way back, their whole history. That's the Pelicans. That's going to continue to be the Pelicans. That'd like be I Zion, said, too. Zion's going to get out of there, too. I think I, I would watch Zion to maybe not this season, maybe next year. Uh, it's going to get real serious that he's going to. But at the same time, guys, I'm a little bit worried about Zion, too, because uh, the offseason, he had all offseason to get in shape, and instead we get tubby boy in Naruto dress. Like well, he's a, is, he's an ESPN boy, so you know yeah, ESPN they never talk about him. Well, and the other thing that we need to talk about with Zion is people need to understand Zion's already a hundred million dollar man. That Nike deal is a hundred mil, so I mean he yep. he's already a hundred million dollar man. Like he he's inked, and if if we're gonna see a twenty three year old that's gonna come in at three hundred pounds and wear animated clothes on the sideline, I'm gonna have to pass on this one. But I, <laughs> I, I, he's got the talent. That's the thing is Zion really does have the talent. He is Charles Barkley two point maybe even better when he's in shape, not at 300 pounds, you are not the big, diesel, big dog. Yeah. You are, you are not Shaq. I'm sorry. That right. is a, that is a one-time animal guys real yes. quick. I want to open it up. Let's get some final takes going on this Monday. Uh, Kath, start with you. Give me a final take. 
Uh, real quick for the boys out here in Lubbock, Texas, we just hired a football coach, yes, uh, sir. assistant coach from assistant coach from Baylor, uh, Joey McGuire. Good dude. He's going to get announced tomorrow. Hopefully, he's going to be at a, the basketball game tomorrow. Uh, we'll give him a little Raider power chant there. Um, I'm going to be talking about college football tomorrow or uh, Wednesday for sure. You better believe that the rankings will be coming out on Tuesday. Uh, so we'll, hey, we'll hey, have hey, those. talk about how we might have a special guest. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, do you want me to say who it is? Yeah, you can go ahead and drop it. Talk oh, yeah. It's in the works. So my, uh, my, my brother, uh, he, he actually comes out here to tech as well. Uh, he's a bigger sports guy than all three of us combined. He knows more than we, we all do, I promise you. Uh, he may be joining us here. Talk a little bit about the Cowboys. He's a Cowboys fan. Talk a little bit about the Cowboys, um, some college football and stuff like that. So uh, look out for that. I talked to him a little bit earlier today, so we'll be getting that going. But, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Wait, wait, wait for uh, Wednesday if you want to hear uh, college football talk. It's going to be good. Yeah, we're going to tear apart those rankings. Don't y'all worry about that. Mikey, Absolutely. tell me your final take, big dog. Tell me your final hey, take. Hey, um, really quickly here, I might like this one. I want to make a shout-out to LSU. Um, I gave them zero <laughs> chance, even though they didn't win. I gave them zero chance to win that game. And they, um, I want to make a shout-out to them for actually going out there and competing in that football game. So, uh, kudos to them. And uh, didn't Purdue get a win this week? They did. Yes, uh, they sure did. Favorite they spoiled MSU, Michigan State. Spoiled that undefeated season. Listen, Bert, there's – there was there is a lot of there's going to be a lot of movement yeah. here, um, especially after that Nebraska loss or win uh, that Ohio State had. Um, oh, you could see Oklahoma falling into the top four. You never know. I think Oregon should get kicked out of it again. I'll be giving <laughs> all I'll be giving all that. Um, I'll be giving all that on Wednesday. I do want to say this one thing though, um, and I'm going to say it again tomorrow. Uh, the only reason why Ohio State won that game was because they paid off the rest before the game. I didn't know that until about half. <laughs> Halfway through the game, then it started to click. Uh, definitely got some, definitely got some help from them as well. So, uh, but like I said, man, it, it, college football is, is wild right now. Teams it's, lost, teams played bad. It was, it was a great weekend. Yeah, I'll tell you guys, um, both those tapes are real nice. I like it. Um, we're gonna have a really busy week right here on Inside the Lunch Table. We got yes. um, lots of. We didn't even talk. We talked what forty-five minutes about the NBA and the NFL, and didn't even get to half of the stuff we could have talked about. Like, there's plenty of stuff we're gonna be active with this week. We're going to get those top 25 rankings out on Wednesday. We'll get into those. And y'all know college we're going to stay basketball starts tomorrow, too. Yeah, I was about to say, we're about to get really active U-N-T. with college basketball coming in, too. And <laughs> U-N-T. U-N-T. I don't know. Uh, Mike will get his UNT level live as they try to make another shock run for the tournament. Guys, real quick, for final take, I'm going to get – got to highlight it again. I want to talk about Saturday night. Step back, corner three, three man in his face. Luka Doncic, oh you are absolutely God. beautiful. You're incredibly clutch. I love it. I love you. I love this – well, I don't know about if I love this team quite yet. If I may we correct uh, KP's attitude, I'd love this team. Um, I, I think that really covers me. Uh, Igor Denchenko, uh, co- cooperate with the feds, big dog, if you're listening. We'd really appreciate that. That's going to do it for us, you guys. Y'all tune back in on Wednesday. Go follow us on Twitter. We appreciate y'all listening. Gentlemen, let's enjoy our week. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Yes, sir.